0: All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Caps on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Tobias, joined here, as usual, by Tyler Blumenstick and Sam Ehan with a special, very special guest appearance for my good friend, Andrew Falache. What's going on, buddy? Andrew Falace. How you doing, buddy? Welcome. Boys,
1: pleasure to be here. Don't want to steal the limelight right now, but I do have a special shout-out I want to make to my boy, Josh Lambeau. We are going to miss you down in Jacksonville. Tough release. We will rebound. Matt Wright is the right choice, but let's go, Josh Lambeau.
0: You know, uh, I want to congratulate you in the Jacksonville Jaguars, getting their first win in the past 20 games. Um, not only is it their first win, but, of course, they have to get it overseas. They can't even get it in the United States of America. Home field
1: advantage, dude. What Whole do you expect advantage. from the boys? Home advantage. What field do you expect advantage. from the boys?
0: Um, so, all right. So, I'll, I'll quick recap last week, week six. Uh, Mr. Tyler Blumenstick two and three last week, tough week last it's week. two forward. and three every
2: week. And when it's not, it's one and four. So, all right.
0: And, and we got Sammy with a two and three week down there at the bottom and Mano with a two and three week, leaving your winner, Mr. Nick Tobias at a three and two week. Uh, let me recap the season. We got Mr. Tyler Blumenstick 12 and seven at a 41% win percentage. 12 and 17. 12 and 17. Sorry. I just and popped. one and one. And one, you know, I'm just dropping number ones out there. I don't see him. It's got to be the sunglasses. Um, Mr. Sam Meehan at a 12 and 18 for the season with a 40% win percentage. And Mano, who is currently not present, but I will rep Mano at a 17 and 11 and 2. 61 win percentage. uh, Best in the gang. And then me at 15, 14 and 1 at a 52 percentage. What do you guys say this week? I think, you know, this is a tough week. A lot of teams on a bye Slate looks a little gross. There's three double-digit spreads this week. It's it's a little bit of a funky week. What are you guys thinking right now?
2: Those spreads are well into the double digits too. It's not even like it's a ten and a half and eleven. Like we got some hefty spreads this week for sure.
0: All right, so uh, so let's get going. Let's talk about the Thursday night game. Thursday night, eight twenty p.m. The Denver Broncos at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland set at minus two. Total set at forty-one. Baker Mayfield has been ruled out. It's the Case Keenum show. No Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt, possibly no Odell Beckham Jr. I think they're getting Jarvis Landry back. Um, For the Denver Broncos, there's possibly no Teddy Bridgewater with an ankle and a hammy injury. Um, Jerry Judy is less than a 50% chance to play. Stick is the only one that has a pick on this stick. Tell me why I should gamble on Thursday night. So...
2: Today, I got a notification on my phone that Baker Mayfield wasn't playing and it was Case Keenum. I went so quickly into my betting app to try to catch that three and a half line before they took it down and adjusted it. And I didn't get it in time and I'm kind of pissed off about it. Um, Regardless, I mean, Teddy's definitely better than Drew Locke. I feel like we've found Teddy to be pretty solid this season. He's nothing crazy, but he's also nothing that's really going to hurt a team too much. He's just a very simple quarterback. He gets the ball to where it's got to go. He's got receivers that can make plays. Uh, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon in the backfield, pretty good. Regardless, I think Drew Locke can do something very, very similar uh, to Teddy Bridgewater. This is really more a play against Cleveland. They're very, very heavily reliant on the run all year. Chubb is out. Hunt just hurt his calf. He's out for three years. I mean, three weeks. Um,
0: <laughs> a long time. That's
3: a, that's a tough pass. That's that's it a came out of my mouth, strength. and I was like,
2: that would really suck if that was true." <laughs> um, so they're going to – I mean – on a normal week without those two running backs, they would have to put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands. But this week it's going to be Case Keenum. And that is even more of a reason why I'm going to take uh, Denver plus two on the road. I, I just think they're going to be um, able to squeak it out here and win this game outright. I don't I mean, really it trust make you, you A
0: little nervous that Miss that, that Case Keenum is running an offense under Stefanski who he's run an offense under before in, in Minnesota. Um, that that's kind of the reason I'm staying away from this game. Cause I think Case Keenum, well, if I am on this game, I think I'm on Cleveland. Just because I think Stefanski knows what Keenum's got and how Keenum can run an offense, and the possibility yeah. of no Teddy Bridgewater um, makes it weird for me. I'm just going under the under here. I mean, I, I bought up a couple of points. I'm under 43. I, I don't know if I don't know if Sammy or, or Andy have, a, have an opinion on this Thursday night. I just want to chime
2: in on that real quick and just respond. Yeah. Um, if Case Keenum and Kevin Stefanski really ran a good offense, they'd both still be in Minnesota.
1: So, okay, that fair, enough. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't have anything on this game. I If I did, I would have to agree with Stick and go with the uh, good old Denver Broncos on this one. I do think that the Broncos have a good enough uh, defense. They have a phenomenal secondary that flies around the football field that makes plays, and I still do like whoever is playing at quarterback. Decent backfield, not a great backfield, but with Sutton still running around, running routes, catching footballs. Not just saying that because he's on my fantasy team. He gets the job done for them, and I would have to ride with the Broncos on this.
0: Yeah, fa- fantasy points are, are very relevant in, in our, all four of our everyday <laughs> lives. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's jump to Sunday night. Or I'm sorry, Sunday, the 1 the, the p.m. slate. Um, first game on Sunday, we got the Atlanta Falcons fresh off of a bye playing on the road against the Miami Dolphins. Miami plus two and a half. Uh two of is expected to play. Obviously, he played last week. Um, so we're gonna see him again this week. We got three boys on the picks right here. I think we're all on the same per uh we're all on the same team, and I guess it's the buy team. Sammy, y- y- you think Matt Ryan can uh give us the W here?
3: Uh yeah, I think so. The Miami Dolphins are a dumpster fire currently. They're bottom five in both points scored and points allowed. And I, this was about two hours ago I saw via Bleacher Report. There's now that cloud above the team that a deal for Deshaun Watson could be done this week. This obviously won't affect, like, he's not going to play this weekend, but maybe a little distraction there, especially for young Tua, who is already not very good. So, you know, this could be – this could be the Tua's last game in Miami, and the, the team's a disaster right now. They're not getting, like – like last year they had the magic with getting little turnovers. They're still getting some, but not, you know, they're not, they're not uh, scoring off of them and all that. So the offense has lost. The defense sucks. Brian Flores, as it turned out is not a good coach. So, hey, and Fal- Falcons, not terrible. I mean, I, I
0: love the pick and I, and I think especially with, with the news of Deshaun Watson's possible trade to Miami is, is a huge factor. And, um, there were three alerts that I got in succession and like, it was like a 45 minute succession. Um, I got that the deal was, was being done. And then I actually got a, a, an alert that's saying that a source close to the text and saying that it's nowhere near done. Um, so who the hell knows what's happening? All I know is two is probably sitting there like, damn, this team really doesn't want me. And honestly, I don't, I don't want Tua either um, give me Atlanta minus two and a half on the road. I don't really care about the road dog or, or the road favorite. Um, they had a bye week to kind of get it right. They have Calvin Ridley coming back. Um, Cordell Patterson somehow is, uh, he, he wants to be labeled as an athlete. And I think he should le- should be labeled mm-hmm. as so, um, clearly the, the, this Atlanta Falcons is a, they're a different team, not under Dan Quinn. Um, you know, with, with the new head coaching change and some other changes to the defensive front, this team looks like it, it's poised to make a good run, um, or at least be, be a top end bottom feeding team. Um, I love, I love the two and a half on the road. You give me under a field goal. I'm hundred percent going to take that. Um, I'm writing Atlanta minus two and a half. Andy, what do you got?
1: I agree. I like the Falcons. I think with Ridley coming back, that's just an added boost to their arsenal on offense. I also think that with Ridley being out, they kind of learned how to use Kyle Pitts a little bit more in the field, which is only going to make them so much more better. And then I just, the Dolphins are not good. They looked pretty bad against Jacksonville they're not also pretty terrible football team and Mm -hmm. they couldn't pull that one together. I mean, I just don't have any faith in Miami dolphins at this point.
0: Lack of faith in the Miami dolphins defense seems to be a common theme in the three of us. Um, All right. Skip to the next game. Next Sunday, one o'clock. We got the Carolina Panthers, the, the Christian McCaffrey lists, Carolina Panthers at the New York football giants, New York football giants, plus three total set at 47 and a half. New York football giants are expected to miss Saquon, uh, Kenny Galladay, um, half of their defense, a couple other you know news. water's there. wet. Some hope. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just ugly. Um, Mano's not here. And I kind of wish she was because Mano has new the New York giants plus three. And I really wanted to know why I wanted to, know so why he needs to
3: explain himself immediately. He definitely
0: <laughs> needs to explain himself immediately. And I'm going to question him next week um, for sure about that. But we got Mr. Tyler Blumenstick on the other side of this game. And I think he's on the right side of this game stick. Tell me why you think. Uh, the Carolina and, and Sam Donald can lead us to a, a three-point victory.
2: I am so on the right side of this game. You have no idea. Um, I think the Panthers are, quite frankly, at three and three and three and three against the spread, underperforming. Um, you look at the Giants' offensive line. It's not very good, and it's it's got some holes in it. Andrew Thomas just got put on the uh, on the IR, or the IL, rather. I don't know what they call it in football. I forget um it's the it's injured reserve
0: it's the injured reserve oh it is the IR you're right um yes
2: sir regardless he's hurt won't be playing uh you look at the Carolina Pan- Panthers defensive front that front seven is going to get to Daniel Jones like they're going to make it hell I don't even want to watch this game this is just a recipe for so much frustration for a Giants fan um the Giants are going to be probably missing Kadarius Tony along with everybody else that Nick just said before um he's really the only person that I believe aside from Daniel Jones breaking off a bootleg which even so with everybody and all the weapons out defenses aren't going to keep him or defenses aren't going to allow that to happen because they're not keeping honest on any other superstars on that offense so yeah three points the Giants uh have been getting blown out they welcomed the Rams into MetLife got destroyed I think the Panthers are closer to the Rams talent level than the Giants level and I think that game's going to go pretty similar so
0: Give me the Panthers minus
2: three on the road at MetLife.
0: Yeah, and I guess I guess a side injury note about Carolina. Um, they just recently traded for former Jacksonville Jaguar defensive back C.J. Henderson, who is expected mm-hmm. to play this week. Um, and then they traded for Stephon Gilmore, formerly New England Patriots All-Star Pro Bowler cornerback, um, who is beginning to practice, too. I doubt he plays in this game. Um, but that's still just another thing to note about Carolina's defense. Um, all right, well, we're going to skip to the next game. We got three picks on this game. We got an NFC North divisional matchup. Got the red hot, a little bit of I, I would say the comeback kids, the the team that's kind of been slept on this year, the Cincinnati Bengals. At the Baltimore Ravens, the scorching, the scorching red hot Baltimore Ravens who just came off of a big victory last week against Los Angeles. You got Baltimore minus six and a half at home, total set at 47. We got both sides of this pick plus a total. The total is Mr. Sammy. Sammy, what do you think about the total here? Is it going to be a shootout? Or are we looking at a, at a chess match between Harbaugh and Mr. Zach Taylor?
3: I think we kind of got some like an area in between. But we kind of have room for that being the totals only at 47. I kept going back and forth in this game. Like, all I could see is Cincy, you know, keeping it close, even winning. But I could also see Baltimore blowing them out of the water, too. I don't see a Cincy blowout, but, you know, you never know. But one thing's consistent. I do see both teams, I think, get into the mid-20s, I would say. You know, uh, the, the Ravens have been, have been able to score at will against everyone, it seems. You know, they put up 30-plus against the Chargers, 30-plus against the Chiefs. I mean, everyone can do that. But there's, they're, they're they're up there in, in uh, offense and uh, points per game. So I think it's going to be kind of a – I want to say it's like a welcoming party that, hey, since he's here and they're going to be an issue in the NFC North for the next, you know, X amount of years. So, so I, I see a bit of a shootout. I'm not saying it's going to be like 45, 42, nothing like that. But – give me a 28, 24 game. That's an easy over right there. You know, not a crazy, not a crazy scoring game, but I think that this, this line's a little over for two offenses that can, that can really light it up. So
0: Sam, well, listen, I'm going to jump in before stick because you just said the total could, you know, the the score could go around 28, 24. If it goes 28, 24, then Cincinnati covers the plus six and a half here. Um, which I think is a very likely um, a very high probability that Cincinnati covers here. I mean, you look at a divisional game, which I know as an NFC East fan that all NFC East games are okay. Nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10 recently, maybe not have been as close, but these teams are, these, these divisional matchups keep it close. Um, Cincinnati is, is a powerhouse somehow, some way, but, um, you know, I want to – I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say I was wrong. They, they took Jamar Chase, and I think they should have took Penny Sewell. And clearly, Jamar Chase was the right, uh, was the right choice at, at, at their selection, uh, you know, top five in the draft. So I, I, this, this game is where they keep up and they can keep intact and keep within six and a half of this Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, Baltimore's got to buy next week. So I think Baltimore is already ready to kind of take the foot off the gas and say, listen, we get to rest next week. Um, maybe thinking Cincinnati is still the team they have been of, of their past, um, you know, just to walk over and an easy game. Cincinnati gave Green Bay a run for their money last week. Granted, Green Bay covered at the end of the game Cincinnati was very good. Um, I think Cincinnati plus six and a half on the road, which is is, is tough for me. Um, but give me play, Cincinnati plus six on the road, six and a half on the road. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me Joe Mixon. Their defense is whatever, but it's all about their, their passing game with Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, and, C. C., and their tight end CJ Ozuma is apparently decent. I mean, I, I don't know, um, but they know how to draw up an offense and uh, give me play. It, it, if Sammy says the way this game is going to go, if he's right, if the game script is is high level, um, high volume, you know, back and forth. And the six and a half, it is easy for me. And I think a field goal wins this game. Um, so I'm going six and a half. And I know, Stitt, you think Lamar is going to pull this out? Yeah. So one
2: key stat really uh, stuck out to me for this one. And I really looked at it last week um, and neglected to take my own advice. Um, I was on the Chargers last week, plus three. Also, was uh, also yeah, I, same. yeah same. I looked right into the camera and I said, sprinkle on the money line too. It didn't even come close. Um,
3: not, not even for a little bit.
2: Mm-mm. so we posted a video on youtube saying the chargers will walk well, i mean i posted it and it was my title so i'll take full responsibility for it so chargers will walk into baltimore and win outright they didn't do that um i put that on our insta story and sam's friend uh who's also a part of caps on on the fourth pair uh alex garzinski said the ravens are the team to beat and last week i thought it was going to be the chargers that were the team to beat i think now it's the ravens um i think this is these are going to be two teams that are performing well, but are after this week, kind of going to split, go different directions. I think the Bengals are going to have more of a letdown game here and the Ravens are going to keep it going. Um, I don't think the Bengals season is going to go haywire after this, after this game, but I definitely think they take a step back here. They just handled Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow stylistically, I feel like is a very similar quarterback to Justin Herbert. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens minus six. I think at home here, they're going to welcome a division rival that they're comfy with and uh, be able to win this pretty comfy. So,
0: I mean, definitely, definitely going to be a great game to watch. Um, I think I'm not working this Sunday. so I, I'm happy I, I could watch this game for once. Um, all right. Skipping on to the next game. One, another one o'clock Sunday game. This might be the marquee game. I mean, probably followed up right behind the, the Cincinnati Baltimore game. Um, we, got, total. We, got a big, we got a big total, the biggest total of the week. Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions after uh, uh, you know um a tough showing. No. Last...
3: <laughs> they uh, they lost Super Bowl last year. Oh, they did lose the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I apologize. It's... All right, we'll so, see that's, I, did that's, did that's, that's, why I, that's
0: why I have a that's why I have a posse with me to correct me on these on these incorrect statements that I just tend to spew out every once just in a while. Foolish. Okay, anyway, let me let me be more simple then. Um we got the road team, the Kansas City Chiefs against Tennessee Titans on a short week Tennessee Titans uh they're given five and a half points Tennessee plus five and a half total set at 57 and a half Mr. Derrick Henry I mean there's not enough to say about that man um Andrew put in our group chat that the Titans are nothing without Derrick Henry in the first quarter and then uh, a couple quarters later he had 180 something rushing yards and three touchdowns um we got three boys on one side and the, the Mano on the other side. so Mano is gonna go last and so I'm just gonna give his pick. Andrew, you see that you you have seen the, the Tennessee Titans play various amounts of times being a Jaguars fan. Tell me why you think Ryan Tannehill can get it done here?
1: It pains me to say that the Titans are gonna win this game. I think that they're gonna may even blow them out. Might, might have to take those words back, but hear me out on this one. The Chiefs have a notoriously dog-water-like defense where they just don't get anything done. And regardless of what Mano says, the play action is alive and well with a good running back. Derek Henry has six touchdowns in two games. Granted, three of those were against Jacksonville's defense, but also three of those coming against arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL right now and the Buffalo Bills. I think that takes a lot of pressure off of Ryan Tannehill. He has Julio Jones back who can make plays. Uh, AJ Brown, don't know what's going on with him. He might still have the poops, but when he's healthy and when he's playing well, it's a weapon and he makes plays downfield. I also thought that the Titans had a dog water defense as well, like the Chiefs did. But they play at home very well. They got after the quarterback last week. They made uh, Josh Allen very uncomfortable in the pocket, for, uh, made him throw a couple of bad passes, and he just wasn't comfortable and couldn't command the game like he normally does. I Mahomes is obviously a better athlete in this situation, mm. but the Bills had an entire plane filled with Bills Mafia fans to go down to Tennessee last week, and it really didn't mean anything at all for them. I think they get to Mahomes early shut down that offense and I don't think the chiefs defense is going to even come remotely close to stopping the Titans offense.
0: You know, I hate to cut either stick or Sam off, but Andy, that was a fantastic explanation. And if I wasn't on Tennessee before, then I certainly am now when I hope stick and Sam uh, have something to follow up because I mean, you guys are on the same side So you let, let's hear the reassurance here. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Uh, Stick, anything? <laughs> yeah,
2: no, for, I agree with everything Andy just said. This is more of a play against the Chiefs' defense for me. Um, can't really be a play against the Chiefs' offense, even though they're really not as good as they were. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I feel like, is getting a little sloppy, and he's trying to really play hero ball to the point where it's just not working anymore. Like, there's a luck factor into what he does. Like, obviously, he's very good, but, like, he's got to get lucky. Like, he he – He has some, I guess, if educated luck, I guess is a good term to use there or make up rather. I feel like that would be the one to use. So I don't know. I I just, I mean, you,
0: you, I don't know if you saw the highlights from when they played uh, the Washington football team last week, but he had a couple or that one interception where he was being tackled and just chucked it up in the air, like Mm -hmm. bail, you know, Tyree Kill up there somewhere, Kelsey up there somewhere. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Tyreek Hill, he hasn't practiced all week. He's got a hammy injury or a quad injury, something with his with one of his his legs and his tendons. So that's, that's obviously something to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, Mano's on Kansas City here, and I guess he's expecting – I'll speak for him. I'm, I'm assuming he's expecting a bounce-back game from Mahomes. Um, but personally, I think Kansas City's defense is Swiss cheese. And if Henry rushes for 183 and three touchdowns, then the game's going to be all ten, uh, Tennessee and whatever they want to do with it. Um, so I, I'm on the Tennessee side for sure. I think
2: it's fair to note for the listeners though, that Tennessee's defense is not very good either.
0: No, no. And, but, but my thing with Tennessee's defense is their first, what, two, three weeks, especially when they played the jets, it was horrible. But after that, you know, they, they kind of show that they're, they're there. They, they know what their strengths, the weaknesses, um, you know, they want you to try to beat them over the top so they could try to ball hawk you. Um, and then when they do try to do that, you're, you you know, you're losing a down, um, Buffalo last week knew exactly what to do to beat Tennessee, but still couldn't do it. Uh, so that, that, that's exactly why I'm on Tennessee's side this week. All right, next 1 o'clock game. Another, disc, uh, a, a quite frankly, gross football game uh, between two AFC East rivals. We got the New York football Jets on the road against the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium. New England minus 7, total set at 42.5. Mano's on this game. Mano's got New England minus 7, and I, I have to agree with uh, New England minus 7 here. This is going to be, you know, it's I I don't even know how much to talk about this game because I don't know really what has to be said. Um. Yeah, the Jets had a bye week last week, but but who the hell cares? I mean, the Jets are arguably one of the worst teams in the in, in the league. Um, their defense is non-existent, and all Bill Belichick has to do is take away, um, Corey Davis, and who Zach will? What's Zach Wilson gonna do? Nothing. Um. So I think I. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about this game unless you guys want to say something. But I think New England minus seven is 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 a great value pick here.
1: this is going to be a seen ghost round three for the Jets? Yep.
0: I mean I'm hoping so. And I and I think so. I mean, listen, Zach Wilson doesn't know what the hell is going on. They're not running a, they're not running a good offense at all. Their defense, like I said, is non-existent. And, and what are they gonna do? Run the ball, you know, they're gonna rush it 20 times for 50 yards. It's it's just not worth it. Um all right, next game. Another one o'clock game, the final one o'clock game. We got the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers hosting the Washington football team. Green Bay Packers. Minus nine and a half at home. I have a pick on this, but I would like to hear where you guys think what what you guys are, what side you're on before I tell you where I'm going.
3: I mean, I'd be on Green Bay. Um, uh, The football team made the Chiefs defense look good last week, which takes a lot. And, you know, Rodgers is, you know, it's doing it and Rodgers things again. He's pissed off at the organization, so he's going to to keep going nuts. But again, I'm not touching it because it is a bit of a, you know, nine and a half is a lot of points. So, and, you know, that's my
0: point exactly. I think nine and a half is a lot of points for a Green Bay Packers defense who really isn't good at all. They let Ben Roethlisberger kind of pick him apart a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of says a lot about this defense as a whole. Um, Washington might be without Antonio Gibson. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think he practiced yesterday or today. Um, I mean, today, today as in Wednesday. So I, I'm not too sure where, where, where that stands, but I think Washington's defense kind of shows out here. Um, they had a good test last week against Kansas City, and they 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 made a good run for it. Uh, they gave Patrick Mahomes all he had to handle, and um, that Kansas City offensive line is good, and especially with their offense, the, the weapons on their offense, you still got to respect um, a lot of different players on that that offense. So I think the defense for the Washington football team is what keeps them in the game here. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers and, and the green Bay Packers kind of take their foot off the gas and say, Hey, you know, it's just the Washington football team. Um, we don't have to worry about this. Um, also this game screams sneaky backdoor cover, especially uh, plus nine and a half. Um, personally, I bought it at plus 10 and a half on BetMGM MGM just to kind of keep the hook. Um, but I I'm still comfortable taking nine and a half. Um, all right. We're going to move on actually, you know, before we move on to the four o'clock games, um, you know, I, I've been thinking about it. I think I'm going to do this. I, I think we're going to have a little bit of a sweepstakes for any of our followers out there that are listening, or at least that I want to do it personally. Um, you give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at caps on sports um, tag two of your buddies, and I'll put you in a raffle. And, and personally, Mr. Nick, Tobias, I'll, I'll buy you a sweatshirt or any kind of a uh, merchandise you want on the caps on sports, po- uh, caps on sports.com website. So um, for all you listeners out there who have made it this far like both of our sites. Give me some love on Twitter. Give me some love on Instagram. Uh, comment two of your buddies on there too, just for, just for the hell of it. And then I'll put you in a raffle. Um, when should we end it? When should we end it? Uh, well, we'll let's open it. What's today? Wednesday. Let's open it Thursday. Uh, let's open it Friday morning.
2: It's o- or let's just, let's open it when the pod drops. And then how long do we want it to go for?
0: Let's open it when the pod drops and let's close it uh, Monday at 8 PM, right before the eight o'clock game. Um, Cause you got to do, gotta you gotta be do this, this week or do you, you
2: want to keep it running maybe a little bit longer?
0: No, well, we're going to keep it this week, and that'll be this week's winner, the week seven winner for sure. We'll 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 cop some caps on merch that they can be able to walk around. Um, some free caps on merch, not just some any caps on merchandise. You're talking about free caps on merchandise. You're talking about a free T-shirt, a free sweatshirt. Who are you to turn down a free sweatshirt? None of us have, have ever gotten sweatshirt. any caps on stuff for free. Exactly. So <laughs> you're you're talking about you're talking about some free merchandise for listeners. Um, definitely uh follow those sweepstakes. Like I said, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Caps On Sports on both of them. Comment two of your buddies on our Instagram post when we drop the pod. We'll, intro, uh, we'll, we'll put you in the, uh, the raffle for a free caps on merchandise, sweatshirt, t-shirt, whatever you're looking for. Okay, so let's, let's dive into the Sunday 4 p.m. games. First 4 p.m. game is disgusting. <laughs> We're talking about a revenge game here for both quarterbacks. The Detroit Lions on the road against the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles favored minus 15 and a half total is set at 50 and a half, um, implying a ridiculously high team total for Los Angeles and a ridiculously low team total for Detroit. <laughs> Dan Quinn, um, or I'm sorry, Dan Campbell has been on record saying that he needs more effort from Jared Goff, And I guess what better game to give more effort than a revenge game against your former team? we got two picks on this game. Sammy and Tyler, what are you guys thinking here? Because personally, I I, I kind of like the hungry dogs run faster here with Detroit, but you guys are thinking a different way?
2: Um, I'm just going to hop it, in real quick and just let you know that you using my legal name just felt really strange because I don't think I've ever heard that before.
3: It also felt weird to me
2: too. Uh, just so you
1: know, it's
0: never going to happen again. Um, so yeah. make, make, sure, make, make note of this timestamp, <laughs> frame it in the Louvre because it's never going to happen again.
1: Historical right? <laughs> <laughs> moment for the boys.
3: <laughs> Sammy, let's hear it Um, So <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there before I'm sorry But um, Yeah, so the Rams Are very, very good They just dismantled the New York football Giants on the road And they're coming back home now And what I'm more What makes me a little more comfortable with The Rams is Their defense is starting to pick it up you know, the coming in we thought it could be one of the best defense in the NFL. First like four or five weeks wasn't the case, but they especially last week where four turnovers against Daniel Jones, which you know you'll joke and say, Oh, but he turns ball over the time. He really hasn't this season until that until last week. So And also if you if it's listened to the podcast a few times before, you know I am not afraid to take a very big spread. So, you know, couple touchdowns. Against probably the worst team in the NFL, you know, the last you know winless team. So I know it's a lot of points, and oh, don't give me the don't give me the Jared Goff revenge game bullshit. You know, I kind of like
0: the Jared Goff revenge game, especially because he's playing East Coast in. You know what is no the
3: real revenge game is Matthew Stafford against Detroit after they wasted like twelve years of his life. Yeah there so this is this is a more revenge game for him he's gonna go for 450 and five touchdowns so yeah okay fair 40, enough 40 42 14 rams wow hmm dick that's, that's
1: pretty lopsided yeah right i'm there. on the rams we'll too. Uh,
0: <laughs> there's a lot of scoring on one side of that dick <laughs> all
2: right lions or lions defense game logs week one Two red zone trips allowed, two touchdowns. Week two, four red zone trips allowed, four touchdowns. Week three, they actually got a stop against Baltimore. Two trips, one touchdown. Week four against Chicago, four trips, three touchdowns. Week five against Minnie, one attempt, one touchdown. And last week, two attempts and two touchdowns against Cincinnati. The Rams are going to get in the red zone. And based on these stats, they're going to score on the Lions defense. Um, They're worse against the run than they are against the pass, which the Rams can do very, very well. They can do either. You can just pound the rock and you can scheme against defenses and Sean McVay is going to get it done. Or you can put the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands for a revenge game. Let Cooper Cup run out in the slot, up the seam, a little post corner, whatever. Cooper Cup's going to get open. One of the best route runners in the league. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is just a tale of two teams. So ditto to what Sammy said. I don't love it, but I like it. Rams minus 15 and
0: a half. Yeah. Respect to you guys for at least making this your official pick of the week, because I don't like it either. I mean, I, I mean, I don't love it. I like it, but I don't love it. it. Um, So, so respect to you, respect to both of you guys Um, next four o'clock game, four Oh five, the much hated Philadelphia Eagles on the road against the turmoil chaos filled head coachless Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders minus three at home at the, the death star total set at 49 andy
1: what are you doing here buddy that's a good question i'm asking myself the same thing <laughs> i'm here to stick with it though and i just i think personally hurts isn't a good quarterback he's a freak athlete but i don't think he's a great quarterback but he plays exceptional football after halftime i don't know why I don't know what he's being told in the locker room. He might just be getting straight up, take your head out of your ass and play football. And he's like, right, that's what we're doing. And he comes out and he ends up doing man. that. I, The Raiders are going to come out and they're going to try and take the top off of the defense. Immediately, that's what they're going to try and do. Set the tone at home. Try and hit rugs on the deep ball. He's going to have three catches for 80 yards and one of them is going to be 60 yards. They can shut down the deep ball. I don't think Josh Jacobs is anything special this year. The Eagles have a good enough front seven to keep up with the run game. And I think they can go into uh, Las Vegas and set the tone not too, not early. It's going to be close early, but I do think that they're going to end up pulling away with it towards the end of the game.
0: I do like Philly plus three here with you, with you, Andy. Um, I, I think Philadelphia and especially Jalen hurts. And I think, uh, us as sports gamblers and fantasy football players, have seen that like Jalen hurts is a huge second half quarterback. He's going to look like shit the first half and in the <laughs> second half he's, he's going to score three offensive three total offensive touchdowns and somehow keep this in the game. Um, I think Las Vegas got a lot of stuff going on here and I didn't take this take. I did not take this as an official pick, but I really wanted to, um, cause I like Philly on the road here as home dogs, um, especially you're going to give me a field goal. Um, Philly's team kind of sucks, but I also don't really like the Las, the Las Vegas Raiders. I was high on the, the Raiders the first probably, what, three, four weeks when they were kind of tearing shit That's up. what and they now, do to you. They do that, that
1: every single year. They make you believe the first three games, and then stuff just falls apart right in front of your face. And yeah, it's I'm, been happening, and I just refuse to believe it until they actually do something with it. 100%.
0: I'm 100% hopping off. Um, hopping off the Las Vegas Raiders bandwagon here stick do you got anything or i know you don't have a pick on here but you got any analysis i'm done
2: on picks for the day but yeah no i tend to agree with the with the raiders side on this one i don't know really okay i don't love the eagles but like they're one of those teams where when you don't think they're gonna win they come out and they just blow it out completely like i thought that they were going to get schmecked by the chiefs and they were actually in it probably early in the fourth quarter before uh they turned it to a two digit or double digit game
3: Okay. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. All right. So Philly's scrappy, you know, they're that's yeah. that's, that's the biggest compliment I'll give them, but yeah.
2: And that's why they're annoying because they're scrappy.
0: <laughs> just a, just an annoying football team all around that. that that's for sure. Um, all right. So next, next game we're going to go to the Justin Fields, led Chicago bears on the road in Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers favored minus 12 and a half. The lowest double digit spread of the week total set at 47. Tampa Bay is pretty banged up defensively. I can't list the amount of defensive players that are banged up. And if you don't believe me, then please go see their injury report. Um, and I gotta believe that's a factor into Andy's decision to take the Chicago Bears. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this game screams two things one, backdoor cover to trap game trap game i'm riding with trap game all the way through this i think the bears have been playing like they have something to prove now that fields has that position i think he wants to prove to a lot of very dedicated bears fans that he is going to be their guy and he's going to be able to squeeze something out they're not going to win the game by any means don't get that twisted at all but they are going to find a way to figure out how to cover this I think that their defensive line is going to be good enough to chase down Tom Brady running 0.5 miles an hour to the sidelines, trying not to get killed. They can force a couple turnovers. Maybe who knows what's going to happen. I just think that they're a good enough football team. They've proved that the last couple of weeks that they can score points. And I think that they keep themselves in it long enough to at least uh, cover that spread.
0: I mean, I, I love, I love Chicago here. And again, this is another one that's not one of my picks, but I wish it was because I love Chicago here. Um, they seem like they're playing like a different team underneath Justin fields. And, uh, they, they got Khalil Mack and granted Khalil Mack needs to, for them, for, for the, the pairs to really win this game or be in this game really tightly. He's got to make uh Khalil Mack. That is, has to make a couple game changing plays, which is very possible. Um, the offense for the Chicago Bears isn't that bad. you got Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, who's kind of come out. Um, Cole Komet, who was a high-value prospect coming out of college. Um, shout-out Khalil Herbert, Virginia Tech gang, um, running back for the Chicago Bears. Who was an I mean, like, listen, he's an absolute stud. I mean, he had, what, 70 rushing yards last week and 90-something the week before. Um, so so shout-out to the, the Virginia Tech gang. But um, I love Chicago here in a sneaky backdoor cover, especially with, with Tom Patam. I don't, I don't know why. He's starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Um. (laughs) All right, last four o'clock game. The.
3: (laughs) Did you say Tampa Tam?
0: Yeah. All
3: right. All
0: right. Well, you know, switch it up a little bit. You know, hashtag. Well, I I don't want to say Tampa Tom. I don't want to say Tampa Tom because I don't want to be. You know, there's no copyright infractions that I'm trying to. Oh, that's right. I'm not trying to get in trouble here. Um. So we we skip along to the last four o'clock game. This game is horrific. Um. The Davis Mills led. Houston Texans on the road, possible Tyrod Taylor team. Um, I, I don't think so though. Um, Houston Texans on the road at the Arizona Cardinals, who just put, uh, who just got a much needed W against the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona minus seventeen total set at forty-seven and a half. Like I said, Houston doesn't really have a team, which is why I guess Sammy's going to be on the biggest spread of this weekend.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Tell
0: me why I'm taking. Why why do I feel comfortable here with now Arizona just had Zach Ertz. Now granted, Zach Ertz might not have a big cutout in this offense just yet. That's an offensive weapon that they have, and, and I mean, hopefully that factors into something you got here, Sammy.
3: Yeah. So uh there's no way in hell Houston's to be able to slow down Arizona off, off Arizona's offense. So you know, I mean, last week Carson Wentz and the Colts. No, I'm thinking, thinking, or maybe it was the week before. Either way, the last Tex- week. Yeah, the Texans have. Yeah, let's look at their last week's result for the Texans. They, yeah, they lost thirty-eight to three to the Colts. Yeah, thirty-one, thirty-one to three to a what's what I've been told is not a good offense in Indianapolis. Cardinals defense is solid enough to cause some. Cost some turnovers and they get points off it. I know it's seventeen, it's a lot of points. Oh, it's gonna screen backdoor cover. You can't backdoor cover when you're down thirty-five in the fourth quarter. So, you know this this Texans team is is in turmoil. You know Deshaun Watson's gonna be out of there. You know the next week or so. I mean, I bet they wish they he'd, he'd be playing right now, but no. You got Davis Mills and his four-foot neck, and they're gonna get smacked around by Arizona. It's I again you're, again i've've had success you're, you're, taking these you're big telling me spreads. the
0: 17 and a half doesn't scare you at all
3: not even or maybe a little bit but okay I know it's a lot of points but i've I've had success on this podcast taking very very big spreads so yeah.
0: okay fair enough I'm I gonna mean, keep
3: my roll with it
0: I'm in a couple of pick them pools and and in both of them, I took Houston plus 17 and a half here. I think it's it's good value, especially because um, next week, Arizona plays Green Bay at home. Is this not a look-ahead game? And is this, is this not a game where they say, well, maybe we just got to get past the Texans. Let's look for the Packers next week. Uh, no, nope,
3: it I don't doesn't know. exist.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it does, but but we, we progress. Um, thank God Sunday, the the midday games are over. We're going to get to Sunday night. This is kind of a good game. I don't I know kinda, what you guys – I like this game. I like this game a lot. I, I really do. I I don't want to call them scorching hot, but I want to call them hot. The, the Colts got to be hot at this point. they figured it out. They've strung together a couple games. Um, all right, let me. I guess I'll announce the teams and I'll talk about the Colts. We got the Colts on the road at the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran favored minus three and a half total set at 44, um, three picks on this game as a squad. Um, Indianapolis is a little is a little hot. Carson Wentz seems to have kind of put it together and has shown that prefer uh, you know preparation and confidence. He's only thrown
3: one pick this season.
0: Nine touchdowns, one pick, and I think he's got above 100 uh, QBR passer rating. Um, so so he's playing confident in football right now. And the running game is is there. And the Indianapolis defense has come out. Um, on the other side of the football, San Francisco 49ers just coming off a of bye week. Um, it looks like Trey Lance hasn't practiced all week all week as in Tuesday and Wednesday. It looks like Jimmy G is set to go. Um, is, is probably going to be the starter. Um, other than that, I, I don't know any notable injuries for the San Francisco 49ers. Mano's on the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't really know why. I guess he's expecting a bounce back game from them. I mean, I don't think he's been high on the Colts all year. Me, on the other hand, I'm high on the Colts. Andy, you high on the Colts too, baby? What, what are we thinking?
1: Definitely not high on the Colts, but I got to give credit when credit is due. I think once he's finally playing football again, which is just showing signs that he's healthy, And when he's healthy, he is pretty dangerous when he's got the ball in his hands. And I really do think that they have the defense to back it up here. Don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the 49ers this week. If it's Trey Lance, I think that he's the worst rookie quarterback out of the group that came in. Basically, the only thing that he's good for is throwing the ball to somebody that's wide open with nobody within 25 yards of them. Just don't think that they're they're going to do it. They have no backfield. Their defense is supposed to be the best thing since sliced bread with everybody coming back healthy. (laughs) I don't know. I just think the Colts are stringing together some good football games. Once is playing good football. Don't like the Colts whatsoever. They're uh, pretty much up there with the Titans for me, but they pull this game out pretty easily for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Colts and I, I love them preseason. Um, and especially coming into this game where I think uh, San Fran's kind of gonna just relax. And granted, they've they've been home. Uh, you know, I had a bye week last week, and and they've had time to prepare. They've been home in San Fran for what a week and a half, whatever. Um, I don't think it matters. Uh, Indianapolis is, has shown that they're a good team and that, that they could beat you through the air. They could beat you on the ground. Um, what they showed two weeks ago against Baltimore's defense, I think, was very promising. Uh, Baltimore's defense fared pretty well or better better than not against the Chargers last week. So you can see what that defense can do. Um, I, I think the Colts have the ability to to beat you through the air and through the ground. You got Jonathan Taylor, who can easily put up 100 rushing yards on you. Uh, Marlon Mack, who's, who's an RB1 that's just chilling on the bench. And then Naeem Hines, who's one of the best pass-catching, if not the best, best pass catching back out of the backfield uh Pittman's fantastic you got Pascal um, and Mo Alley Cox and, and Carson Wentz who seems like he finally feels like he's home on um, the defense for the Colts is finally starting to show out um, I feel confident in what they have and the Niners have just been really underwhelming to me this year and I really don't care who the quarterback is whether it's Jimmy G or whether it's Trey Lance Trey Lance hasn't really found his footing yet um, in the NFL, and I couldn't even tell you who the San Francisco 49ers running back is this week because they'll probably pull somebody off the street and say, "Hey, here's the here's the rock." Um, Kittle's been playing hurt all season. Um, Iuke has been in a funk, and it's just kind of been the Debo Samuel show. And like Andy said a couple of weeks ago, the only reason Trey Lance was hitting open guys was because again, there there's nobody around them. There's 20 yards of separation because these teams are are busting coverage, and that's when Trey Lance is making throws. Um, so I, I I you're gonna get I, I love these home uh, I'm sorry, I love the away dog here. Three and a half, you're, giving me, you're You're beating the key point of three. You're giving me the extra half a point. I love Indy plus three and a half on the road. Uh, stick, I know you don't, have a, you don't have a pick here, but you look like you got something you got to say.
2: I really wasn't pondering anything at the moment, but yeah, I okay. would go with Indy. I don't like betting on San Fran. I don't know what it is, but like a few years ago, I would have liked to bet on him once in a while, but I don't know. I don't trust Jimmy G or what they're going to do with that backfield. I don't know who it's going to be. I feel like they are, like try trying to think of a good comparison. Maybe, like, the Seattle Mariners of the MLB this year. It's kind of like Swiss All the boys Army. turn their head.
0: Mm-hmm. All the boys.
3: turn and thought. Like, I should probably right, turn okay, my head, too, all right. I don't really know
2: where that was
0: coming from. But regardless, yeah, I, guess I like we're wrapping up, what, Yeah, let's wrap I, up Sunday I, night on that. I mean, um,
3: like, <laughs> you guys are talking about the offense here, but I like the Colts <laughs> more in the fact of their defense – Their fourth NFL in takeaways and the especially the quarterbacks, whoever's starting, have a tendency to not be very accurate and the (laughs) the Colts will take the ball away. So facts. I think the Colts outright win here.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So Sunday is done. Our last game of NFL week seven. Monday night, eight fifteen. The Jameis Winston led the Sammy Meehan favorite. New Orleans Saints on the road against the Geno Smith led and possibly no Carson, uh, Chris Carson for the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle plus four and a half at home, total set of 43 and a half. Home dogs for Seattle. Geno Smith second week with the starting job. Possibly no Chris Carson, uh, a Seattle defense who has been Swiss cheese against a New Orleans team who's coming fresh off of a bye, uh, a week to kind of get healthy and get right. Um, Camaro's kind of seemed like he had a bit of a blip and Sean Payton doesn't really seem like he knows how to run this offense, whether to give it to, to Jameis Winston or not. Um, Sammy, are we, are we riding the, is this the Jameis Winston fan club?
3: There is no official pick here from me, but. I don't know because mm-hmm. Seattle didn't look too bad on Sunday night against Pittsburgh at home. Granted, uh, I think New Orleans is a little better off or New Orleans' ceiling is much higher offensively than Pittsburgh because you never know what you're gonna get with Jameis Winston. Like, hey, we're either gonna we can beat Green Bay by thirty-five and then lose to Carolina by ten. Like, it's you never know what's gonna happen week in week out. I want to say it's gonna be a good week for my boy Jameis, but um, against a suspect Seattle defense, so yeah, that's that. I think that's Mandel's logic in his New Orleans pick. Yeah, Man- Man-
0: Mano's the only one on this game, and Mano has New Orleans minus four and a half. And I think I'm on Mano's side here. I think New Orleans is the overall better team, and I think, uh, you know, they win- win-, win win in crunch time. I don't know if Sticky or Andy have any comments on this last game of the last game of the slate. You guys got anything you got to say? I just think
2: Geno Smith is getting way too much credit from Vegas here. Um, this line, <laughs> like, coupled with the fact that Geno Smith is playing quarterback. And this game being in Seattle, I don't know what to make of the line or what it should be. Um, I'm going to lean Saints. Mm. Like that's going to be my final lean.
3: I think we're getting a, a, a big Jameis day. So, uh, Andy, the full James experience.
2: We think that every single week. We never get it.
3: Yeah, you do. you do think that every week. Oh, no, we got a last game against Washington. That Ooh. was the full James experience. Yeah, and how'd that work out? They won by 10. Like, when I say the full James experience, I mean, hey, shitty turnover, 75-yard touchdown, bad fumble, another touchdown, (laughs) and then the hail Mary and the the half. That is the James Winston experience that I love so much. Andy, you got a lean?
1: Yeah, I did have the Saints before, switched it early back to Chicago. Um, I think that James is going to be in W's with his boys in the locker room at the end of this game. The only thing that's tough is that the twelfth man in the uh, Seahawks—that's crazy stadium to play in. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to rattle him a little bit, but Jameis is the absolute boy. I don't think he's going to get flustered that easily. Geno's not very good. Seahawks defense again, not not very good. I just going Saints. That's all I got to say about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Saints the the, the Saints are the better team overall here. Um, all right, well, that concludes our week seven uh, analysis weekly roundup. Sammy, I want to shout you out here. Um, shout wear, me out!
1: I'm
0: sh- I'm shouting you out. You're wearing the sunglasses because you realize as soon as I put the sunglasses on, I went I went what two, three weeks straight? I think just two weeks straight, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, um, I had to mix it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, so sometimes you get to change up the, the juju, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate the shout here on on the shades. Um, Stick decided to put them on because I guess. All of a sudden, at the I can't end of the see podcast, anything.
2: It's a good thing I don't wear these during the show. Yeah,
0: we, we stopped talking about sports and we start. To, we start talking about gambling and Stick puts the sunglasses on. So I don't know what, what you're thinking over there, Andy, brother. What was your first experience like here on the Caps on Sports podcast? I want to hear your, I want to hear your analysis of our, of our podcast here. Since since I got you here,
1: I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. Love talking shop with the boys about football. Football runs deep with everybody. Nice to be able to say what you got to say a new gambling man so starting to figure some things out losing a little bit more than i'm winning hopefully that changes um but pleasure to be able to be here with everybody
0: yeah, yes, sir. Listen, I, I loved having you here and, you know, the game of gambling is is a long race. It's not a, a couple day victory because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. A couple bad beats will put you in the hole. Um, it, it's a long race, especially with this NFL season, the next game for us to kind of put some extra money down. Um, Mano, shout you out for not being here. Um, I don't know what you're doing right now, but hopefully you're doing something.
1: It's probably fun. watching the Nets play basketball. No, they played last night and I
0: lost. So shout out to the Nets losing. Uh we got the, the Celtics in the Knicks today. Wednesday. Hey yo. Celtics, Celtics plus one and a half on the road in MSG. Do you guys got a quick pick for this? I mean, I'm Knicks minus
3: 15. Oh my
0: God. Celtics money line all the way. And Sammy, just, <laughs> I, I don't even care what you gotta say. Stick, I didn't shout you out yet, but stick, shout you out for wearing a sweatshirt on this podcast. That's all I got for you right now. Um I wear a sweatshirt every single week when it's not an Aaron <laughs> Rodgers or a Daniel Jones jersey um all right uh if you guys aren't if you've made it this far in our podcast you might as well follow us on instagram at caps on sports you might as well follow us on on twitter at caps on sports you might as well follow stick wherever the hell he's at on instagram and twitter you might as well follow sammy you might as well follow andy you might as well follow me follow us on tiktok i mean we don't really post too much on tiktok but i gotta learn how to do that You have post to, more stuff we have to do it i need time yeah, i'm not really too I'm not really too sure how to do it, and I might make an idiot of myself the first couple times. But uh, just bear with us. Um, any closing remarks? Anything you guys want to say before it's finally over?
3: This is the um, week I get back on track. I've heard that,
0: before I've heard that before from both of you guys. Nope,
3: and nope, haven't said it before. Never, never said it before.
0: <laughs> Andy, Andy, I hope you give me a nice five and O record this week. That'd be crazy if you gave us a nice five and O.
1: If I get a five and zero record, I'm coming back on the show next week, and we're. If I go five and zero, you're coming back on next week. <laughs> that's true. If we get
0: a five and zero record from any of the four of us here, Andy's coming back. Andy, it's been a pleasure. Um, Sammy, go get in- your free
1: gear. Nick's buying. Go get that's- your free gear. Jump on the bandwagon while the boys are hot. Let's do this thing.
0: Yes, sir. And look, listen, couldn't couldn't sum it up better than than Andy just said. Um, that's it. That's all I got for for this week's NFL week seven NFL caps on NFL caps on NFL week seven NFL NFL podcast NFL. (laughs) Um, If you didn't get the point, this is the NFL um, caps on sports podcast
3: and Nick Tobias here. See you guys next week.